0: Featuring conversations with guests from around the world of sports, media, pop culture, and all things Buffalo. With your host, Patrick Moran.
1: Hey, what is going on, everybody? How you doing? Welcome to Talking Buffalo, part of the Blue Wire Network. Today is Wednesday. That means it is Buffalo Bills Mock Draft version 5 of what will be six next week we will do our final mock draft as always for this exercise and every week man i'm joined by my good buddy aaron quinn from cover one how you doing man we were talking for a couple minutes here before we uh hit the record button it's cold it's it's mid april it's cold if you're watching this on the video side i got my st patrick's day colors on because I feel like if it's gonna be St. Patrick's season all over again, early March with this weather, I may
2: as well go back to wearing my green man. What's going on though? How you doing? I'm great. Uh other than the weather. The we were talking, like you said, offline this weekend in Western New York was perfect. It oh, got up into son. like the mid eighties. I uh, honestly I hate to be that guy. It got a little too hot uh for a few hours there. If you're in the if you're in the direct sunlight, if you couldn't find some shade. <laughs> uh, um and now we've just been hit with this, whatever it's hovering around the low 40s and just spitting different forms of mixtures of snow and rain. It's gross. It sucks. Um, Feels like late October. I tweeted out earlier, Pat, that it feels like a like late October, you know, trending towards Halloween morning. But there's no Bills yeah. football to look forward to like usually when the weather starts to kick over and sucks, at least you have like hey well the bills are good and this could be fun but you don't even have that right now so no, we man. have the draft with i'm contractually obligated to continue to do mocks with you so we have that to look <laughs> forward to
1: it was great saturday was absolutely gorgeous man i i was on a patio bar i made my polo shirt and khaki shorts debut Ooh. also sunday was nice too. how are your legs I- looking Not too bad, man.
2: Not too bad.
1: bad. I kind of got some of that natural, darker
2: olive. You are. I got to work for mine.
1: (laughs) Anyway, there was a hot dog roll shortage. I told you this Sunday. I I wanted to have a couple hot dogs on a grill, man. There were no hot dog rolls to be had. I went to the
2: tops. I went to I went to that official uh, or is that just in West Seneca? Was that a West Seneca? I was in West Seneca.
1: It's my unofficial hot dog roll (laughs)
2: shortage of. (laughs)
1: 2022. All right. So here's the deal. So we're going to do our fifth of what will be six mock drafts. Like I said, next week will be the final one. Trades are going to be on the table. I kind of feel like at this point, you and I are on the same page and we feel the same. I got a couple notes that I want to get to before that. Also, we have used like many different simulators. Um, We're going to go with one called Walk the Mock this time. Uh, I, I'm stealing this from your partner, by the way, Greg Thompson from over at cover one. I saw him have a tweet about he was doing a show on Friday on the Greg Thompson show. He's doing like a 32 team. He is. Draft. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he pulled up this or he linked this mock draft simulator. And then I went on there sort of messing around and you like it? not perfect. None of these are perfect, but uh, they aren't. No, but and you haven't used this one yet. So you'll, you'll see in a few minutes here when we get going. But um, I like this one. I could pause it perfect. Easy. You can see the board, which was important to us. You couldn't see the board on PFF once you tried sure. to make a trade. A <clears throat> um, couple things. Then we'll, we'll get to the draft. I don't want to get, I don't want to deep dive into this topic because frankly, it, it bothers me and it's annoying, but yesterday OTA starts and nobody's even talking about that. I Look, I get the price of fame, Aaron, you know, when you're uh, a rich, famous quarterback like Josh Allen, but. Your boy alone on social media, man it's going do some shit I've seen something The New York Post was reporting about it. him and his girlfriend reportedly are breaking up. She unfollowed him on instagram. It's just uh I get it again, the price of fame, but uh I'm not trying to see the shit i I already semi snapped a little bit on social media yesterday like, you? yeah we, we I get it to an extent I do again the product keeps coming back to saying that the price of fame. Tell you this, dude, I would rather be a rich business person and finance somebody, a multimillionaire in that kind of field and have nobody know who I am than be somebody who's famous. It sucks, man, at times, and this is one of them. I don't know what he's going through, and uh, maybe I have some idea, and I'm sure everybody knows has a friend who has a friend who has a friend who knows details about something, but it's like, I don't know, man. Just leave your boy alone right now. It's shit life's tough enough man it's,
2: i hope i I, have, hope,
1: I hope he doesn't mess around with social media man i hope he doesn't read and, and pay any attention to tweets and shit like that
2: uh he does oh, most, most certainly he's talked about on kyle brand's podcast um essentially more in the vein of like he hears what people say about him in the team um i don't know that he reads the drama ones. I'm sure he does. I'm sure people tag him. I'm sure people are in their Instagram mentions um, that's mm-hmm. part of the world that we operate in today. I've been trying to avoid it because I don't care. I, I sincerely passionately don't care about his personal life. I wish him the best. I hope it's not too stressful for anyone. I don't want anyone to have like right uh, trauma or anything bad happening in their mm-hmm. lives. But this is a story I don't care much about, but I am seeing it. So if I'm seeing it and trying not to, he's for sure, seeing some of it um, and that does suck. I do think uh, these guys nowadays have such a m- more difficult time holding that burden of celebrity. Then I just keep going back to the 90s. And if those guys uh, with some of the stories that we've heard were had access to Twitter oh, the fans had access to Twitter of the 90s bills down in Chippewa or some of the stuff that reports that we heard, uh, we'd probably have a really different view of their personal lives. And right here from what we've seen uh, and what we've heard, like let the story settle out how well I'm not going to buy into any of it. Um, I hope Josh is cool. Everything's good uh, in terms of OTA's not being a big story. I do think to your point about the price of fame for Josh personally, I think The reason nobody really cares about OTAs is because the goal is, like, to improve in January football, right? Like, we're past the days of just, hey, we're excited because just the Bills are back. I think people are excited for the draft and add some assets to this, but I think we are now, I I give this fan base a hard time for being entitled in a lot of ways, but in some ways I do think we're entitled to, okay, this is... ODA is like, we got to just get through this stuff healthy and get on to, you know, let's get mid season. Let's get through October, November and see where this team's at. I don't think anyone's getting excited for just that early part. Now that's sort of the drought mentality that's gone away a little bit.
1: I agree. You know, when it comes to this draft, I just feel like we're going to spend time today and we've done it for four weeks before this. And we will next week as well, talking about a ton of different positions, Which very well could happen. I mean, I I feel like almost everything is on the table with the Buffalo Bills right now. And I think that's the way it is when you pick near the end of the first round because so many things can happen in front of you that you can't control.
2: So we're going edge round one today? Is that what it is? You you never know.
1: You never know. I'll do it. I just, I I also at the same time feel like I just get this gut feeling knowing who the head coach is (laughs) that when it comes to this draft, we're overthinking so much. I just, I know about Dodson and Bernard, and I know they're going to do some things differently on defense. Sean McDermott is going to be calling plays. They just signed or re-signed A.J. Klein this week. So the bands back together, all the backup linebackers, that you figure hopefully you can get a starter out of the combination of three of them. I get it. I still feel at the end of the day, if we were to do a show immediately after, well, maybe not Thursday, certainly Friday when day two, I feel like there's no way that the Bills are not going to add a linebacker within their first two picks. I know you don't feel as strongly about it as I do. I just, I just feel like it's almost so glaringly obvious what their need is right now when you look at this team. It's their biggest hole and it's not close. That it's like, it's so obvious that sometimes you want to go in another direction. I'm just, I don't know, man. I, I get the sense that there's just no way they're not coming out with a linebacker within their first two picks. I don't want to say the first pick, but their first two.
2: Uh, I'm torn on this. So one thing, Chris Kapner, Eric Turner sort of ran a thought experiment of do these visits that we hear all about matter mm-hmm. this time of year? Like, are the bills really in on these guys? And essentially they lined up how the team attacked free agency, what they had in for visits, and then where they drafted positionally. And if what so far, This is a small sample size and every season's different, has different context. So this is an imperfect thought experiment for sure. There's flaws to it. But what they found is for the most part, if he aggressively addresses something like they did with guard this year, or even I would say linebacker, not maybe aggressively, but in numbers and bringing guys back Mm -hmm. a position and do not have those people in for interviews, which we've so far, at least from what we've seen publicly, have not. We've only seen what Trent Simpson, Trent Simpson come in for an interview and nobody else. um, I'm sure they did senior bowl interviews and combine interviews and stuff like that. But from what they've seen, wide receiver would be a position, you know, that would be maybe more in early round one. There's some of these other positions that they've done addressing more in terms of visits uh, that they didn't address in free agency. And so I'm torn on where they line up and because of the way this draft is and where the bills are picking at least from how we've seen simulations run, right? Which is again flawed. We're unsure if that's going to actually how it be it presents itself with the data and information we have. It seems like the bills are in a weird spot of probably being a little too early to take a linebacker. It feels like it's probably going to be a reach even to get probably the best linebacker on the board, or they're going to be too late to get one of those guys. And then you're getting a project. That's probably this season on par with the guys you have in the building. A, a previous third round pick in Terrell Bernard, a guy that the team probably believes in more than we do in Terrell Dotson. Um I do think the team's probably a little higher on Baylon Specter than Twitter is. So uh it, it's an interesting return on investment. How do you add to this room? To me it's you either add high end or you don't do anything this year. Cause I don't know I that agree. bringing in a similar floor guy to, to Terrell Bernard makes a lot of sense.
1: I, I that part I completely agree with. I think if you get past I don't think at 59, Campbell or Sanders are going to be there. And from everything mm-hmm. I've heard and read and people I've talked to and videos I've watched, it just feels like it's Sanders, Campbell, or your manual roll with what you already have for 2023. By the way, once per year, I always find myself, I, I talk myself into saying I'm good with a right back in the first round. Did sure. it in 2021 with Travis ATN, Did it <laughs> last year with Brees Hall. Both those guys have turned out to be really good. A couple major injuries. Najee Harris, um, I was in on. Yeah, Najee Harris, I remember you were in on. This year, uh, John Robinson, I've reached the point where I'm good with him. And I just, I keep coming back to this, Aaron. I get the value. But if you were to tell me right now today that the Bills could draft a running back in the first round, who might have the kind of impact to an offense that Austin Eckler, say, brings to the Chargers, you're going to tell me that's not good value and you wouldn't do it? I just have a hard time buying
2: that. And here's the weird thing um, also on this. Every single year, the bills are tied to these running backs, almost exclusively their team, whether it's free agency, whether it's late in the draft, these Mm -hmm. first round guys, every single year, Brandon Bean seems tied to him. I don't know if that's just the media projecting the bills need or if they know something and they know Brandon Bean's kind of always sniffing around this. Um, I'll tell you right now, we did. I don't know if you listened to our show this weekend. I was in charge of our mock draft. I did. And Bijan was on the board. Yep. And uh, Pat, I'll tell you, dude, I didn't like I'm not living with real regret. I tweeted out like, oh, I have regret. Like I wasn't actually staying up sweating at night, like couldn't sleep. <laughs> but like I, thinking about the show and I was like, you know, I, I for the first time in doing a mock, I felt like I did the wrong thing and that I had some mock regret of like I should have gone with Bijan. I'd probably be happier over a five year span. Having taken a, a start Studded type blue chip Possible type player Versus Anton Harrison that could Maybe be an upgrade over Spencer Brown this year. yeah so I'm On I'm on your train I'm usually Right there with running backs a fine value Late in round one but I'm if it's Bijan and he's there um depending How the board lines up there's not a lot that I'm not going to make that same mistake twice.
1: If Look, man, you talk about guys like Alvin Kamara and Saquon Barkley, and if you can get that type of impact on offense, it almost feels silly to say, nah, I wouldn't do it. My sign behind
2: me for audio listeners only, my sign that's been up, I made it like two weeks ago because we've been doing so many mocks, and even on our show, it's just draft good players. (laughs) Ultimately, I think a lot of people have a lot of different philosophies, and I have some of my own philosophies, but my ultimate philosophy is Get good players on your team, especially when you have a roster that's this good. The best problem to have is, oh, man, we have too much talent at running back. We're going to have to let one of these guys go. Shoot. The what a bummer.
1: Agreed. The only, the only downside for me personally, if you take, say, Michelle Robinson at 27 or even if you move up a couple spots, and we might flirt around with that a little bit in just a few minutes here. The only thing I hate about it is you are really degrading the value. I feel or maybe I'm wrong of James Cook, who you drafted in the second round just a year ago. If you go get Bajon Robinson, part of the reason why is because it's how much he could do. You want him on the field a lot. So what is Cook going to play? 15 snaps a game, maybe? You know, as uh, he's clearly going to be the second running back if you go and you get yourself a running back here in the first round. So it just seems unlikely. It feels unlikely that Bean would go running back round two last year and come right back with one in round one this year. And I like James Cook, but and I know you've talked about this before. The production hasn't really been there, even in college. I mean, the well, let me take that back. I'll walk that back a little bit. The production's been there. The reps haven't been. He has never been sure. a feature back, even in college. He wasn't a feature I, back.
2: I was going to say, even though they spent a, the high pick asset on him, I am interested to know how the Bills feel about him. Like, are they so sold on him being running back one that they wouldn't take Bijan Robinson there? Because right. I think you can use them both, and I do think um, I think Cook can do. Good things with more production I don't think he will have the type of efficiency and success he had this past year with more like I don't think you can just extrapolate his production to more touches I think he can handle more though I that was the thing he proved to me when we drafted him I wasn't all in on using that asset that high because I thought he was more gadgety type player who wouldn't be able to handle a number of touches and, and couldn't run in between the tackles and would try to do the cj spiller kick it out because we saw a lot of that in college Mm -hmm. utilizing his speed and athleticism but i think he got as yeah i mean even in preseason showed me has the patience has the vision has some stuff where he can set up blockers and do some things so i think he can take more on but i don't know that he's to the point or the bills are convinced to the point where they would pass on a high end i'm not gonna use the word generational but i think he Bijan Robinson, I think, is better than Najee Harris as a prospect. I think he's better than Travis Etienne. All these guys that we're talking about over the past couple of years that we would yeah. have been in on, I think he's on the higher side. I think he's probably closer to Saquon type, but the position's just so devalued league wide. I, I, I personally think this conversation is probably a moot point because yeah. he's going to be gone in the top 20. Yeah. Um, and so I don't think he'll be within reach for the Bills, but it's interesting in terms of football philosophy how people view this position because. Every indication tells you this guy's a, going to be a good, productive NFL player that is going to make an impact on whatever team he goes to, yet people are hemming and hawing overtaking that really with a second ground, second grade value at a 27th pick.
1: I couldn't agree more. I, do, I also think it's going to be a moot point. I do think it will be gone somewhere as early as 10, as late as 20. And I'll tell you, if it gets to be pick 19-20 and he's on the board, I'm going to start getting itchy, wanting Brandon Bean to, uh, to call up. I got, All right, well, four, let's do something. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I got four quick questions here. We're not going to go over these now. These are just things to keep in mind as we get into this mock that I wrote down. Okay. How truthful was being about Spencer Brown? Because he's talked about him twice now during the offseason. How much of an upgrade is the fourth or wide, fifth wide receiver off the board at pick 27, assuming no trade up? How much of an upgrade is that guy going to be over Shakir, Hardy, and Sherfield to take in round one potentially? Um, how much will being draft with his eye on the future? Because the defensive line rotation for this year seems all but set. Now, if they take a defensive tackle very early, things could happen. But it feels like a defensive line, or even an offensive line, minus maybe a, a right tackle to challenge Spencer Brown right away. Feels like it's more about the next three or four years after this year. And also another question: Did the Bills had the balls to take maybe a safety like Branch or a tight end like Meyer or, or Kincaid? If uh, you know, one falls at 27. So those are just questions to keep in mind. And one other thing of note too, the Bills have six picks. I'm looking at this roster. I don't think there's more than four or five real roster openings minus injury on this team. So people are clamoring for them to keep trading down and racking up picks to get eight, nine, 10 picks.
2: Eight, nine, 10 guys ain't making this roster this year. So Uh, I want to agree with you all the way. I will say, I'll pump the brakes on myself because last year I was saying the same exact thing. And then you have Christian Benford make it starting as a late <laughs> round pick.
1: You know what I mean? Six like six round starter. Yeah. You don't know. You True. No. True. All right. Fair enough. So we're going to pull it up here. Uh, let me get up here. So th- this is even going to be a I new like this look. It's going to be a new look for you. I, I wish you could kind of shrink the bottom a little bit. And again, I say this every week. If you are listening on the audio side, that's cool. You know, you got in your earphones or whatever, you're at work. If you get a chance though, for these mock drafts with Aaron and I, I would say video is probably your best option. So you got a chance, pause the audio, maybe go to the video and pick it up from there. But anyway, so the trades will be available and you'll see as we get to this, we're going to keep our same philosophy. We're not even going to start fishing around to pick 19 or 20, just even see what's out there. But you start the draft and I'm just going to keep clicking this no trade. And you can see the picks on the bottom right hand. You see yeah, it that would
2: be nicer if they gave you more of a view. Like you could right. Minimize the ticker. Here. Yeah, absolutely. The ticker I agree. doesn't need to be this big. But, but
1: anyway, yes, yeah, so we're going to we're going to fly through the first 18. Then we'll go back and look. Um, nobody, you know, again, we're not. We've already talked about Jackson Smith to Jigba goes 14 overall to uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. To New England. No, he goes to New England. So how oh, was it? Yeah, Quinn and Johnson goes to the Packers at pick 15. That's a
2: receiver we've talked about. Um, Uh, Graphics are all messed up. Are you seeing that too? Like well on the
1: left side, it'll say on the clock. Like, see Detroit's on the clock, and then the pick before will be seven, like pick 17, Joey Porter went to pick. Got it now. I see it now. That's
2: confusing me for a sec.
1: So 18. All right. So I do want to point out Cam Smith corner goes 18. All right. So here's where the funnel starts. Tampa's on the clock at 20, Seattle at or 19, Seattle at 20. Let's take a quick look, if you want, at the big board that's available right now. And you do have a John Robinson out there. No. You have Paris Johnson, the offensive tackle from Ohio State. Broderick Jones. I mean, we haven't talked much about Broderick Jones. Another we mock- drafted him. Did we, did, did we draft him? Uh, not, uh, uh, Greg's
2: two oh, weeks ago. Really- but it was like one of those weird things where he just fell to us. Okay,
1: so was- in this mock, he's falling a little bit anyway, because I've seen sure. him go top 12 in a lot. So Broderick Jones is there at 19. Nolan yeah. Smith is still there. Elijah Cansey, K- if uh, you want to go defensive line, Jordan Addison, a guy we talked a lot about, he's there as well. And Brian Branch, a guy who Joe Biscalia, by the way, from the Athletic has been really, really high on. He's a uh, uh, they got him listed as a corner, although he's really a safety. But anyway, um, from Alabama, he's there. No, nope. no, no interest in trading up quite yet. If you want to know, and here's the cool thing for me, about it's this, like
2: two to three picks, man. I'm either getting up ahead of the Giants, Cowboys.
1: There's not like. Let me, let me show you why I like this mock simulator more than the other. So I'm going to hit just for shits and giggles here. Tampa's on the clock at 19 view trade options. Yeah. You see, it says pick one 19 value. So now if you wanted to match up the, and this goes by the official NFL draft, uh, trade value chart. Mm -hmm. So if you wanted pick 19, just hypothetically, if you wanted it, you would probably have to give up your, (laughs) if you, as you can see your first and your third is not going to get it done. So you're talking about your first, your third, maybe a, a, even a fourth next year. As you can see, point-wise, it would take that. So you're talking a first and a third this year and also a fourth next year to move up from 27 to 19. So is there any player on this board that you're willing to give up that third rounder this year and a fourth round next year to, uh, to move up right now and draft? No. no. Nope. Okay. So we're going to uh, we're gonna X out of this trade. So we're going to do no trade.
2: To your point on um, Mm -hmm. to uh, this roster and picks not making this roster, one of my if we're making moves and doing trades to me, it's to get back into an additional top 100 pick is somehow walking away with a less less pick and maybe giving up a future to get back in here in the top 100 and walk out with that. That's always my goal is not lose picks is to gain more top 100 players in any given draft.
1: Okay, that's fair. And again, the, the cool thing about this simulator is it's kind of giving us, it's teaching us a little bit. If you go sure. by the value chart of what it's going to take to get to where. So yep. we're going to say no to this. So Tampa. Well, let's pause and around like 24. Yeah. All right. Yep. So Tampa takes, um, Bijan Robinson. So he's gone. He goes 19 at Tampa. Perfect. That would be such a great pick for them. Pick 20. Paris Johnson goes to the Seattle Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Pick 21. Roderick Jones. There's the offensive tackle we talked about. He went to, uh, the, the chargers. All right. Now, again, Baltimore's on the clock. So this is another popular spot I've heard about 22. I'm agreeing with you. It's very unlikely we're going to move up. But just again, for shits and giggles, let's see what it would cost. So you're talking a 100 point difference between turning the first. So now you're probably talking about if you give them a third and a fourth. So realistically, if you want to move up by spots of 22, you would get Baltimore's first pick and then their fourth and you would give up your first and a third. So you'd be going back Almost, you know, a full round. So from the third to the fourth, not interested in that. There's no player here that you're willing to to do that for No. All right. Fair enough. So at this point, we're going to almost certainly see what's on the board and what's available to us. But anyway, that's what it would cost. Probably a first and a third to get a first and a fourth from Baltimore pick 22. Got it. Baltimore takes an edge guy. Uh, can goes 23rd overall to Minnesota 24th pick Nolan Smith. He's off the board. I, I would be mildly surprised if he lasted this long, but anyway, he goes to uh Jacksonville twenty four. All right, so now where I pick twenty five, our good friends with the I'm new trading York Jacksonville
2: for the other Josh Allen. It's yeah, like no one's meant.
1: Why not? <laughs> good. all right. So Jordan Addison's on the. All right, so we're still two picks before we're on the clock. Yeah, and the best available right now is Jordan Addison. Okay. So if we want receiver, he's there. Brian Branch, on um, the defensive back from Alabama's there. Mm-hmm. The top tight end on the board, Michael Myers, there from Notre Dame. Our our buddy, I think we took we did draft him last week. Darnell Wright, the offensive mm-hmm. tackle from Tennessee, yep. he's there. Zay Flowers is there. If you're looking receiver as well, so you got Flowers at Madison as receiver. You got Wright at offensive tackle. You got Branch at defensive backfield. And you got Kincaid and Meyer at uh at the um, tight end position so what 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 are we doing here do you want to know uh, uh, going by the trade value chart not much so if you wanted to move up two spots you're only talking 40 points it should probably cost you your fifth round pick to probably get it done so if you wanted to move up two spots right now to be safe to get your guy you're talking probably giving up your fifth round pick in fact you give up your fifth you could probably pick up a seventh so in fact it still does kind of balance out there no i'm good so, I, there's enough with, guys on this board for me. Okay, There's okay. enough guys. So, all right, so let's go. We'll go to the next pick. So the Giants take Jordan Addison, USC. So he's gone. Zay Flowers is the one re- first-round graded receiver probably on the board. One pick before us, the Dallas Cowboys. Wow. Jack Campbell. The, <laughs> they got scared got us of for us. This must go a loop beer. All right, well, they Jack Campbell. Jack Campbell. Yes, Dallas goes up. They take Jack Campbell. So all now right. the Bills are on the clock. Yeah. There's gonna be no Jack Campbell discussion because he's gone. Nope.
2: We all are right, gonna so, we're gonna
1: scroll right over to Darnell Wright. All right, Darnell Wright, offensive tackle. We took him last week. We talked yep. about him last week. We feel like he's a guy who could come in and potentially start from day one as a rookie over uh, Spencer Brown. We're feeling pretty good about that, right? Yep.
2: Yeah, that's, that's where just, I'm going. All right. No Zay Flowers anymore. is on the board there. Um, mm-hmm. Zay Flowers also happy to take him, but. I, I, I went into the offseason, protect Josh Allen was my number one priority. Nothing has changed since then. I
1: don't disagree with you. I think it's a very sensible pick. I I really do. I think it's a sensible pick. I'm, if I I, I think this is another guy, I don't think
2: he'll be there. I think it would be crazy if he's not. If he's, but you'll be surprised if he's there. I will. He's the only guy that when I saw the picks on the board and I saw that he was there and where he was at on this board, he's that guy. Um, or if Broderick Jones somehow falls around here, he, but he's that guy that I'm targeting a trade up to 24, a trade up over that I could see the giants trying to get in on. I want to get ahead of them like that. That's where I'm going. But when I saw the two receivers on the board, I figured they would push him back. Um, so there is a scenario that happens, but that, he's my guy for this draft. I'm not pounding the table for him or anything, but if he's there, I'm happy to run the card. Up. Let's just play for fun. Purely for fun. Hypothetical. Let's pretend Darnell Wright
1: was gone. And that was the pick of the litter that you had left. And, but you can't take right. You have Branch, you have Meyer, you have mm-hmm. Flowers, you have Kincaid. If you want to go Darnell Washington, if you wanted an edge, Will right. McDonald so is my... there. Mozzie Smith is there. Uh, Anton Harrison from Oklahoma is there. If, if right is gone, because I think there's a good chance he could be gone. So just for fun, if we were going to have
2: to pick a secondary guy, mm-hmm. who would you probably have taken in the spot? So right now I've sort of honed in on bunches of guys at picks. So for my first round, sort of bunch of guys, it's Darnell right at the top. Zay flowers is right there. Uh, number two. So he, he would probably be my pick here. Um, Anton Harrison and Bijan Robinson are sort of a tie at that number three. Mozzie Smith is right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack Campbell would, is a consideration here. Osiris Torrance, even though I think they've done enough at guard, um, that I'm comfortable with. Right. I, I still find value in this player there so these are guys um, Josh Downs is a player um, that I'm kind of sort of targeting in this range as well um, but that that would be sort of the grouping um, but it, I think Zay Flowers would take it in this gotcha. remaining if Darnell Wright wasn't there
1: and I want to this was another cool thing about this graphic um, what, what, yeah um, like they'll show his uh, numbers like mm-hmm. he's 5-9 and if you're looking to find out what Zay Flowers is it's 5-9 and a quarter buck 82 and then they have comparisons draft comparisons
2: like how and this is um Zane athletic Flales. comps not play style comps
1: correct right? yeah so. yeah these are purely athletic comps for sure right. so and anyway jalen waddle greg dorch are two notable I names love greg that, George. that he's compared to so anyway all right so we've made our decision and, and we got yep. darnell right in the first round Feel we'll great. get through we'll get through the second round then we'll take a quick break so we'll get right back to the no we'll keep it in no trade for now branch goes one pick later to the Bengals. Yeah.
2: Meyer goes to the saints two picks after the trade I'm trying to accomplish here already is uh, gone. Right. Cause Jack Campbell's off the board. Yeah. What, the, how do you feel I mean...
1: about Drew Sanders? Now, again, if you don't take Drew Sanders, you're very likely saying, all right, well, we're going to stay in house for linebacker this year. Yeah. Um. All right. So we're in the round two here. I would say right before Carolina picks sure. is probably where we'll take a look. So um. all right. So we're in the seventh pick. Of round two, and Kincaid goes to our actually the Raiders are on the clock. Kincaid, I think you got to be ahead
2: of what Tennessee, right?
1: Tennessee for sure, or Carolina. Carolina, I've seen a lot of Jack Campbell going to mocks. Um, so anyway, Sanders is on the board Mm -hmm. now. If you want to move up and you want to leapfrog Carolina to be safe, you're it's it's gonna cost you. I've done Mm -hmm. this exercise, it's gonna cost you so. To get the seventh pick around two, which is where the Raiders are right now, the value is 520. Mm -hmm. The Bills pick is only valued at 310. Mm -hmm. You're giving up your second. Now, again, I've talked about this. They're going to get a comp pick next year in the third round for Tremaine Edmonds. That's not going to change at this point. So that's not on here. So I'm comfortable giving up a third round pick next year because you're still going to have a third round pick next year. I'm not comfortable giving up a third this year. So if you give up the 190, which is pick uh, round three next year, we're still down about 20 points. So we can give up We can give up uh, maybe uh, a six-rounder next year, and that gets us dead even. So we can give up a third and a sixth next year along with our second this year, and the math tells us that they will accept the trade. Do you like Sanders enough that you're willing to give up a third and a sixth next year? Or I don't, are you good enough with wanting to roll with what they got?
2: I don't. Like them enough. And I think there's might I still have a good a chunk of players that are going to be on the board here, maybe. And maybe some will drop. So I'm willing to see how this drives, how this round drives a little okay. bit. I think that's too much for me. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's just roll
1: in and see where we're gonna be. Hooker goes to the Raiders. All right, so we're rolling here. Jalen Hyatt, a wide receiver. I've heard some positive things about he goes to Tennessee in round two. Um, Henley. Anton Harrison he, yeah. goes to Atlanta. So we're still a good, we're still where we're taking the team. Boski goes to Green Bay, the the edge from Notre Dame. We're still a good 12 picks away with the, the Bills yep. here. Darnell Washington off the board, I love him. Goes to the Patriots, of course he goes to the Patriots. Osiris Torrance, you were just talking about him. He goes to Washington, there it is. There's your guy. Drew Sanders goes with the 17th pick around to, to um to the Detroit Lions. So mm-hmm. at this point, we are 100% going to see what we got here. Trent Simpson off the board. Yep. I don't think the, I don't think he was a fit for the Bills even though he's wow. a good football player just not a good fit. All right, so the Bills are about to be on the clock right now. All right, so the Buffalo Bills are on the clock. Perfect. Your receiver Josh Downs is there. Again, mm-hmm. we went offensive tackle first round, so you got Josh Downs there. Yes. Um, tight end Sam LaPorta if you want to yep. look at defensive line. Um Keanu Keanu Benning Benton. is there. We I think we've taken him like two or three times. Gervin, Dexter, tech, yeah. is Gervin mm-hmm. Dexter is there. Gervin Dexter is there. I think Joe Biscay you took him in round two of his mock. Yep. So you got two good defensive tackles there. You got your uh, slot receiver and Josh Downs. It's probably going to be one of those two. What are you looking John at? John Michael
2: right? Schmidt would be one I'd be looking at here um, all, as well, just because I think, one, like tight. I said, you have done... Uh, some good things on the interior offensive line, I think. Mm-hmm. I don't think that you've done anything to stop you from adding somebody. And I also believe that this could be your Mitch Morse replacement whenever that comes to fruition in two years or mm-hmm. whatever it is. So I think he could give you the opportunity to upgrade at guard today. Um, maybe just be that a uh, better swing guy while he uh, is uh, able to play all three positions on the interior offensive line as that backup. And then if something happens to Mitch Morse or you need a replacement in a couple of years, you have it on your team. So that would be Mm -hmm. much more of an investment in the future, still staying in the line of protect Josh Allen. It's probably too much of an investment in the offensive line early. Uh, So for that reason, i probably won't do it now, but he's rarely I find on the board here for the bills uh, Mm -hmm. for this pick. So he would definitely be a guy I'm considering. I think he checks all the boxes for Buffalo as well. Um, Canu Ben is a dude I consistently target here, uh, but it's going to be hard for me to pass on Josh Downs. All right, so we're going to take you yeah, like Josh gonna go. Downs. Is going to be the pick? We're going to go Josh Downs. So Twitter won't yell at me um, about taking a wide receiver with, that we finally got one. I don't take him often in my drafts. Uh, Short but, guy,
1: 5'9", a one yep. 100
2: bucks, 70, um, 4.48, 40. This for, that's this class. Go to his comps. Yeah, that this class is small. Um, mm-hmm. bit of an undersized class. Uh, that doesn't mean that they can't get anything done. We keep hearing about this idea that one, you need to draft a wide receiver in the top of the first round, or you need to mm-hmm. take one with a first round pick. Uh, you got to get another alpha wide receiver. This offense so far, uh, with Brian Dable, not Ken Dorsey, functioned its best when Cole Beasley was your number two wide receiver. So I think that you can get a slot wide receiver to give you the type of production you're looking for. So all
1: right. So well, we're it. good with that. So let's say yep. Josh South, wide receiver. From North Carolina. We're gonna take a quick, quick break, gonna come back, and then we're gonna fly through the rest of this draft, folks. Be right back.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data
1: all right i'm back with aaron quinn from cover one we are into the third round and now so what we could do here is we're not going to trade up we know that much we're just pretty much sticking with what we got we went the only thing screenings. i would do
2: is before we get out of the top 100 maybe all right
1: so we'll, we'll we'll keep going then yeah i'll keep going one at a time ben just went to the Bengals in round two mm-hmm. uh the interior offensive lineman that you just talked about he just went Um. Sam Laporta La tight end goes Houston. So we're in the early third round right now. So DJ Turner.
2: Derek Hall is a good value there.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, let's look at the big board. Who's the defensive lineman that or German Dexter, an in, um interior defensive lineman, is on the board right now. Like I said, mm-hmm. he's from Florida. It's a guy that Joe B's been pretty high on. We're not gonna look yeah. at wide receiver here. So Bergeron, I'll put this back our ball. guy was
2: here's the thing about these boards and mock wow, season. is Bergeron's and all still there. They, Dude, a month ago, Bergeron was like borderline late first round or like yeah. a value in the second round. Now I'm seeing him everywhere here. Kind of crazy. It is. So, Mozzie anyway. Smith was here a month ago, and now he's like first round end of first round.
1: So, so there's nobody you're looking at. I'm just looking at real quick here. As you can see it on the video side, I'm flying through the best available. There's nobody here that you're targeting as a tr- with the trade up guy at no, this no, time. No, no. Let's see so we're, all right. So we'll. uh there goes, we just talked about Bergeron. He goes in yep. the third round of the Raiders, man. That would be such a, I would project that would be a good pick for them that way. Jordan battle safety goes to Alabama to the saints, Joe Tipman, um, to Tennessee. It could have been a potential Mitch Moore someday replacement. Um, all right here. Well, uh, tank Dow goes to Houston Texans or no, I'm sorry. He goes to the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, man. It's looking more and more like we're just going to hold tight here. We still got ten more picks. There's not really. Oh, well, there's the Dexter kid. He goes to uh, the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions are stealing guys that I was interested in.
2: All right, so they I have got, a good team too.
1: Yeah. So, all right. So, yeah. I, I, at this point, I, I'm pretty confident. That yeah. We're let's just stay to. where we're, we're going to stay Get where there. we're at. Skip to the pick. Oh, Luke Shoemaker goes one pick earlier to the Dallas Cowboys. Tight so end is something we've consistently looked at yep. in round three. We've went offense with the first two picks. That certainly is not going to stop us from going offense in round three if it's there. Nah, Let's nah, take nah, a look nah, at nah. the tight ends. Zach um Koontz is there. That's a guy that your boy um Eric over at cover one's been pretty high on.
2: I've seen some film stuff mm-hmm. with him on the on the cover one yeah. channel. And if we don't take him now, we're not gonna get him, right? Like we're I, I on would not expect so. He's
1: at one sixteen. So now yeah. math says we wouldn't get him. I mean, you never know. But if you want to take right. a quick look at the defensive line, um Zach
2: Harrison, Carl Brooks. Zach Pickens, those are your top defensive linemen. Jaqueline Roy uh, would be a guy I'd be targeting a little bit.
1: LSU around
2: yep. here. Um, um, what about edge edge guys? If you want to look at edge, um, Isaiah McGuire is a guy that uh, I target around here, but because he's kind of that was maybe before Shaq Lawson resigned, he's kind of like more of that mold to me right. than he is. What the Bills are looking for uh, another target that I have around here is Chris Smith, safety, Georgia um, again was kind of up in that second round like a month or two ago uh now he's seeming to be down in this range uh jonathan mingo wide receiver but we just win wide receiver but he's a guy uh roshan johnson or Rashawn johnson running why, back uh, at texas is a guy i look at around here in the third round so i think for this scenario let's go with the tight end um because I'd like to walk out with one of those guys, shoemakers off the board earlier than I expected. And so we got to, mm-hmm. let's go ahead and get our guy and walk right, out of there because we, he's not going to be there. If we don't get back we, up, into
1: this. we're, we're, we're going to take Zach Coons. And again, look, I would not be surprised. The bills could take two defensive linemen early in this draft. The bills could also just say, we're not going to draft anyone on the defensive line and we're going to make it our top priority next off season. If they need to, you know, mm-hmm. so there's yep. no guarantees of anything. All right. So we're going to skip. We're not going to be, there's no, definitely no one, I don't see us trading up for so now I got it. Skipping to our next pick here in the fourth round. So we're going to start flying through this. Like I said, I don't want to be here forever. Um, all right. So the bills are gonna, about to come up in the fourth round. Now we have three more picks right now, including this one. So we're on the clock right now. Then we got to pick early in the fifth round. So we'll be picking again, like at about seven spots. And right. Then we're this is where finish I finish off them. with the six. I hate this double dip here. So all right. So we uh, won offense all three picks so far. We've yeah, tackle, yeah. wide receiver, tight
2: end. Right. We might go offense again.
1: Well, so. Let's just take a quick look at the linebacking position. There's just nobody there that at this point, I and mean, I agree with what you said at the beginning of the show. <laughs> you're not getting one of the top guys. It just doesn't make sense right now to take a developmental guy when you got
2: what you have, not this nah, year yeah. anyway. Yeah. So no. Um, check it. out safety. So we just look at safety?
1: Brandon Joseph from Notre Dame's at the top here. Daniel Scott, Ronnie Hickman no. from Ohio State. Brandon Hill—he's a guy we've taken late though, in the yeah, sixth yeah, round.
2: Yeah, yeah. Now let's uh, take a look at uh, interior offensive line. There's some guys I've targeted right around here.
1: We have that. I don't know if he's on the board. I'll just take a look. They got him listed as a tackle. So let me take a quick look. I want to see if um, what's his name is uh. The kid from USC who's injured. Boys. Oh, and he's gone.
2: I was gonna say he's probably gone here. Yeah, we have targeted him a few times. Now, all see, right, this go. is this is
1: where these mock simulators are very different because this yeah. kid has been on every mock draft so far except for this
2: board. Can you do all real quick and just take a look at the everybody? Yeah, just here. the best available. Let's just look in real quick. Make sure we're not missing anybody. I'm like, man. It did not fall well for the Bills uh here for this one. So let's see. For me. Jeez. So all my targets that and all the uh I would be taking all of a Tom t- Tommy here. Um interior offensive line. You just give them Michigan scroll back. Oh, uh, let, me to, let me yep. go to
1: interior. Right there? Yep. All right. See, why do you got to be taking guys that I have a hard time pronouncing? I don't know his first
2: name. (laughs) (laughs) Oluwatani.
1: Oluwatani from Michigan. That's the pick in the fourth round. We're going to skip to the fifth round. See, this is what I do like about this, too. And, again, we're on the clock quickly here. So, uh, we have literally – offensive people are certainly going to like our draft because we have literally went four for 4 with taking offensive players right now. Right. Um, Can you go to a corner
2: here?
1: Let's go to... uh, Where the hell's corner? All right, there it is. All right, so corner. There you go. Control Clark from uh, Louisville is the top guy on their board. Uh, Terrell Smith from Minnesota.
2: Anthony Johnson Jr. from Ohio State. I've heard some things about him. I was hoping for like a Riley Moss around here. All right. um, Yeah, just back to the big board, I guess. Let's see. I don't love any of these guys, man. This... Uh 130 and 137 is probably my least favorite. If I it, this is the where I would even take all three of those picks 130, 137 and uh 205 and get back into that. That's what I'm saying. It's like let's walk yeah. out with four top one hundred players and who cares right. about these picks. But uh keep scrolling down. Well,
1: Here. we got two more picks. We got this one and then one in the sixth. Right. Uh I mean, you never, I don't know these linebackers well enough, but I wouldn't hate the Bills taking a flyer on one of them. I would take Ivan
2: Pace Jr. here. He's on my list at around 130. So, um, because he's on my list, I'm going to stick true to my list. Sure. And take, I don't think he's going to be great, but he could he's be a special
1: one. 510.5 to 231. Let's see if they have any comparisons. Measurable wise of anyone. David Long who just signed with the Miami Dolphins. He's up on that list. So, and again, these are athletic comparisons only. Yeah. Not about player, but all right. Yeah. Let's,
2: I mean, that's fine.
0: Whatever. Wait, Take him. You him. never know.
1: Maybe you'll head on him. You're in the fifth round. Maybe he'll become something. All right. So we got one more pick here. Um, and we're going to get right to it now. So sixth pick we've went offense four times and we've went defense uh, with our last pick here. The bills are about to come up on the clock with their sixth and final pick. And uh, and yeah, I agree, man. We're having a hard time right now coming up with guys that we want at this point. We're certainly not going to trade back and get a, uh, you know, let's take a quick look here at quarterback. Stetson mm-hmm. Bennett from George is there. No. Uh, Malik Cunningham from Louisville and, and Tyson Bajin from Shepherd nope, are the nope, only nope. quarterbacks that they have that are ranked. So you're not interested in any of them. No, sir. All right. What well, about maybe a running backs. You want to take uh, of the running backs?
2: Yeah, I actually don't mind walking out of here with Evan Hall, uh, running back Northwestern. I think okay. you can put him on your practice squad. Get him in the building. Um,
1: I'm good with it. I do want to see one thing though. I want to see if Brandon Hill is uh on the board here because we've taken him. He is yeah. on the board too. So you'd rather go running back?
2: I think this time, yeah. All right, so let's go running back. And we're now going. the offensive people can leave me alone.
1: <laughs> All right, so we're taking and Hill. All right, so we're going to go to... Uh, now we're going to view results. And this is one thing I like about this, too, Because you want to look at other teams. First, let's review the Buffalo Bills, because this one's the most important. First round, Darnell Wright, offensive tackle from Tennessee. Then we went Josh Downs, a receiver from Carolina in round two. Round three, Zach Hunt, a tight end from Old Dominion. I like the offense with the first three picks. Fourth round, a guy whose first name I cannot pronounce. What, what, what is it again, Aaron? What's his name? Olootami. up from Michigan, interior offensive lineman with the fourth round. Fifth round, we finally took a defensive player, Ivan Pace Jr., a linebacker from Cincinnati. And then we finished up in the sixth round with Evan Hall, a running back from Northwestern. Here's one thing I like about this real quick. On the right side, if you want to know what the competition did, like if you want to take a look at your division, Miami with the draft, uh, Jameer Gibbs, they took a running back their first pick which is in round two. Uh, nothing good about them for me. Yeah. Um where's the Jets? Dewan Jones, they get they get uh, Dalen Henley, the linebacker a really good draft. Yeah. Um New England Patriots is the other one. They got Jackson Smith the Jigba. Uh, they got Darnell yeah, Watson. God got, damn, I don't like I don't like that shit, man. Who cares? They got so a Jones good draft on the ball.
2: Congratulations.
1: <laughs> That's fair. And then one other thing I always check out too is the Kansas City Chiefs. You always got to know sure. what your competition is doing. They get an and edge, Will McDonald with the first pick and uh, offensive tackle, Jalen Duncan.
2: with uh, Tasha Spears second. with uh, Andy Reid would
1: yeah. be fine. All right, so as we wrap up here, what what are you thinking, man? You look at the Bills draft here.
2: I like this draft, man. Look, uh, again, people can subscribe to whatever philosophies of the draft they want. You got to draft so many players on which sides of the ball or whatever. I, the way the ball, board fell to us, I think, all these picks made great sense. Josh Downs here in the second round is a steal. People are talking about going for him in the first round, right? Like, so you're you're adding to that room immediately. You're adding to the protect, protect Josh Allen theory immediately. I think you're getting the ability to play some 12 personnel. I think Kunzel takes take some time. Um, as higher we are on some of these tight ends and these mock draft processes, we got to remember tight end is a position that Historically take some time to develop. So you might not see great returns on investment there this year. But I think the idea is you're trying to match up Dawson Knox with another highly athletic tight end can stretch the seams, do some things both in the run game and in and play action. So I think that adds that all gives you that sort of swing interior lineman continued uh, competition at the interior offensive line, which they need pace. Junior is just a flyer on a special teams guy, which is fine where you're at. Maybe he turns into something at linebacker Nevin Hall can never keep funneling that room enough um, with balanced running backs. So I I feel good about this, and I don't care that we overinvested on the offensive side of the ball. It happens. Some years you overinvest on defense. I think overall in the aggregate, it works out in the wash.
1: When you look at the Bills roster post-draft right now, so let's just say this is the draft, and now it's the Monday after, and you're going through their personnel, and you're like, these are the biggest winners and the biggest losers. I would say the biggest losers for this draft Spencer Brown, for sure. Yes. Maybe um, Deontay Hardy or, or Khalil Shakir, because you probably got your slot guy now. Sure. So he's going to take snaps right away. Quentin Morris, you probably can consider him a draft loser because you took a tight end in the first three rounds mm-hmm. in Koontz. Then you flip it on the other I side. Big,
2: maybe as a loser you know, here yeah. from the interior offensive line.
1: Yeah, for sure. And then you look at the biggest draft winners that are on this roster. I would say James Cook because you really haven't done nothing at running back except a developmental project for down the road. Yeah. So I would say James Cook's a big winner. I would say this veteran core of inside linebackers is hodgepodge mm-hmm. with Dotson and Klein and Bernard and even Specter. We got to throw his name in there Ed, Ed Oliver, Oliver. Big winner Ed Oliver, a, a big one. Tim's Ed Oliver's going to start no matter what. I would say Tim settle is definitely a big winner because I think sure. if you go and you get a, a three tech, defensive tackle in the first two or three rounds he's probably gonna take a lot of snaps away from potentially from tim settle so i would mm-hmm. say he'd be a big winner and just well i i guess the secondary i just I don't, there's not i don't see spots in the secondary the though. edge I,
2: guys those end of the roster edge guys if you don't address the edge position i know people don't want to hear about using investment there uh we did a spaces last week and david Tillen of air raid made a good point of you know, we don't know when Vaughn's going to return. They don't have that other real twitchy bendy. They have a bunch of edge setting. Um, good can set the edge good against the run type guys can clean up sack guys, but outside of Vaughn, they don't have that type of player and Vaughn still isn't necessarily a real long-term answer. So I don't know that he was advocating for it in round one, but he can see it definitely within those first couple rounds. If they do draft something like that, that's, like, boogie bash him, where does he go, right? Like So I think not addressing that in this draft is also a win for Shaq Lawson on his return year here, a boogie bash um, Maybe it's AJ Epinesa, who I think has more upside than a lot of Bills fans think. But one of those guys is also a winner.
1: Last thing, and I'm going to let you go here. I want to circle back to Branch, because, again, I've heard Joe Biscalia talking about him on a couple different shows, and he wrote sure. about him in The Athletic. And let's just say things fall your way. I think we probably would have taken Campbell. Well, no, we would have taken Darnell Wright. But if Wright was gone and Campbell was there, I think we probably would have ended up settling on Campbell. At least that's my, the way I would have been leaning. Anyway, Branch, let's just say certain players aren't there and you end up taking Branch. Would you be good? Now, I know your sign. Well, let's point, go back to sign. Draft good players. That's the biggest right. thing. Of course, you know, Hyde and Poyer are not long for this team, but there's no guarantee this is their last year for sure, and you also signed T- Taylor Rapper this year. to have a specific role. I mean, you draft a guy all the way in the first round, and he's not going to play a lot. I, 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 how does that play? Because I feel like if you even if, as good as Branch might become, you draft him in the first round, where are the reps for him as a rookie? Not not a lot, right? I don't
2: see it. Um, yeah, I don't see it. What? I guess so much of it depends on the health of DeMar Hamlin going far, forward for me, because I think mm-hmm. Assuming he comes back to the level of player that he was at some point like that, I think Taylor Rapp and DeMar Hamlin can be your future at the position. Maybe you continue bringing that third safety guy that people are saying they can use and utilize. But man, yeah, an early pick seems off to me. I think Taylor Rapp has addressed that position for you this year. If you need um, one of those guys gets hurt and if DeMar Hamlin comes back and, and is the player that we anticipate him being again, then I think you have good depth. At the safety position, especially if the Christian Benford projects real this summer, um, I'm projecting that to go relatively well uh, with being or with McDermott's track record of developing defensive backs. I think th- that lines up uh, should be a good one. So that type of investment seems a little loose to me. If we're to I would rather invest in Bijan Robinson than I would, yeah. and, uh, you know what I mean? If we're talking about positional value uh, using those picks, I think Bijan Robinson makes more sense than a safety does at that part.
1: We, but, we have one more final mock draft bills, mock draft next week, and we're definitely going to do the same way where trades are a trade possibility. But, but as you've learned, Aaron and I are not going to make a trade just because we can, it's got to make sense to us. And uh, I don't know. I think my biggest takeaway that I've learned that I feel comfortable right now is if the bills, Want to be sure that they get Darnell right at 27, or no, I don't want to say 27. If they want Darnell right with their first round pick, or if they really like Jordan Addison, or if they really, really want Michonne Robinson and he happens to be there, 20 to 22 to me seems to be the realistic how far you can move up and not have to give up the farm range. And that's yeah. kind of one of the things we've learned by this exercise. You go up any higher than that, you're giving up a lot, a lot yeah. more than. Probably they are willing. So, uh, I don't know, man. We'll see how it plays out. But anyway, that's going to do it for this episode. Make sure uh, Imperial Live this Thursday night, I'm going to have Jay Scurcy from the Buffalo News with me. We'll talk some bills, some draft, some wings, I'm sure, as well. And again, next week, our final mock draft with this man right here. Follow him on Twitter at Quinn 716 Check out Cover One, man. Just a whole plethora of really good shows to uh to check out, man. This is their time of year to really shine as well. So thanks, brother, man. I always appreciate you. Thank you, man. All right, guys. I'll see you. Imperial Live Thursday night. Jay Skersky. Talk to you then.